Bienvenidos a la Midwest Flyers podcast. I am your host, is Joey Vasalo, and here in the other corner of this table, we have Cal Ness. Say hello. Hola, señor. Hola, señor. Now, could you please, uh, how do you say in your country, play this music, please? Yes. <laughs> Ay, puta madre, I say <laughs> Oh, I can't. Hey, man, what's going on, dude? You know, just everything in life. You know, baby's coming, wife's moved in, roommates are out, and have the house to myself. It's phenomenal here. She at Ram Ranch. Ram Ranch. Yeah, things are a changing at Ram Ranch, boys and girls. It's for the Big better, changes. though. It's it for is, the better. Man. You need this, bro. I need it. I need it so fucking bad oh, for my yeah. own mental stability. And yeah. then also, you know, you can't have five roommates when you're married. Well, of course. Yeah, that's <laughs> not possible. No. Yeah. Dude. So you did get married, though. I did get married. Didn't we talk about that? No, dude. No, no. Because the last podcast we had was with Hunter and I wasn't married at that point. No, no you were, but we didn't talk about it. Oh, yeah. Well, boys and girls, I'm officially married. I'm officially betrothed. To the love of my life, Roy. And life is fucking good. And let me tell you, here's what I didn't expect, Cal. It feels different. Yeah, it does. It feels different to say my wife and to wear a wedding ring. Because when you're taking a Snapchat or whatever, and you just like catch a glimpse of your ring, you're like, what the fuck is that? Oh my God, I'm married. Totally. (laughs) Totally, dude. It's weird because we've been together for a year and a half or whatever it's been. And... Like, I've, I just always knew, like, from even from five years ago, I knew I was going to marry her, you know? And I always had that mindset going into it, and yeah. I always felt like we were married, you know? But now that we're actually, like, actually tied married. the knot, it does feel different in oh, yeah, such dude. a good way. It's, a, it's like a profound feeling of, like, pride and also, you know, like, I don't know. It's like you're proud, but you're also like, holy shit. Like I'm, yeah. I, I know. More. I know it's not like a holy shit for real, but you know what I mean. Like it's, it's like a, the reality of it's very heavy. You got a lot more like responsibilities. Much yeah. The reality of your situation has set in heavily. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I. Uh, I have less freedom now. Yeah. In, in the sense of I have more responsibilities. Like whatever I do doesn't only affect me, it affects my wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Fucking wild. Because this is actually a pretty good topic, and I want you to elaborate a little further on this, right? Because everyone's going to ask you, has been asking you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, how does this change your hunting schedule? And be realistic, because obviously... Well, I haven't gone through it yet, so we'll we'll retouch on this after next season. I do, but I want to know, like, in your head, you know, do you have a plan in your head of, like, ah, you know, I'm probably going to have to do a little less of this and a little more of this, or... What it'll probably turn into is, here's how I see it going, right? Weekends, I'm hunting, baby. I'm hunting. Weekdays, it's going to be less so. But at the same time, my wife is very amazing, and she understands that as long as I get my shit done, dude, I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot because if I'm waking up before she does to go hunting, like what what's going to happen if I get my shit done before I go to bed that I need to get done as a spouse. Like, Hey, I have a honeydew list. You know, you didn't get it done. You went hunting. What the fuck? Sure. You know, then I'm in trouble. I see. However, if I get my shit done, which I will because I want to go hunting. Okay. I'm going hunting. I see. You know, 
Yeah. So it's like a, a carrot in the stick situation here. Yeah. I that that's interesting. Okay, yeah. so you're an incentive based guy. Yeah. Yeah, you need, I need like, the carrot. Hey, you you know, need the carrot. I see. But I don't need my wife to be like, hey, if you get these things done, you can go hunting. Because sure. that's because my instant response is, fuck you, I'm gonna go hunting. Because it felt <laughs> a little like that was what was happening in sure. your mind right now. It's like, well, if I do this, then I'll be lucky enough that I can you know, where it's obviously I much feel, more like hey, I feel the responsibility to get that done. Yeah. You know, and if to I can make her happy. And that will in turn allow you to have more fun hunting. Correct. Yes. Correct. Because I will not feel good about myself if I went hunting and I know I was supposed to get some shit done. For sure. Because I will feel like a bag of shit. And even if we kill 16 limits of geese, it will not feel that good. Yeah. Even if I shoot two bands. Well, actually, if I shoot a couple bands, it'll probably feel I was going to say, it's got to be, it doesn't matter at that much. And Roy understands the whole band thing too. So she'll be sure. like, if I don't do something, I go hunting. She'll be like. You went hunting? I'd be like, yeah, but I shot a band. She'd be like, okay. Like, it's okay <laughs> at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, she'll text you when you didn't get your shit done. She says, you better shoot a fucking band today. Or totally. I swear to God. 100%. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, we're putting your dick in a vice. That's awesome. I know. I know. Very, very, very medieval. Very hebe, hebe. Brutations. Yeah. Very hebe, hebe. Yeah. And for everyone on the podcast who hasn't heard that video, it's truly incredible. Um, there's a reporter who goes yeah, online and has a stroke. Yeah, she's having she's having a stroke like midway through her actually giving like the news report or whatever. And it's it's kind of funny to watch it, but you're also like, wow, that's really sad. You know what I mean? Like you're just you feel bad for her, but at the same time, she's not dying of a coughing attack, and you oh, are. God. So. <laughs> but no, but for real though, it's you should watch it. Hebe Hebe Bertations. What do you search to find that even, by the way? So what you search is uh reporter has stroke on air. Okay. Reporter has stroke and this blonde woman, you know, she's obviously young, whatever is talking, and then all of a sudden she just starts babbling nonsense. Yeah. And it has transformed who I am as a person today. Sure. Anytime anyone stutters, I just instantly picture that blonde woman. You know, the funniest thing is, I'm pretty sure if you search news reporter having stroke, there's mm -hmm. more than one. Mm. Yeah, there is actually. Because who's the, yeah, the famous chick? I don't know. Anyway, who cares? Should you I know what? <laughs> no, I mean, like, I care. Like, that sucks. It happened. But you know what I mean? Like, to biz? You're a bad guy. <laughs> For sure. You're bad not guy, a bad, bad guy. No chance. All right. Hey, man, I want to talk to you about a crazy topic. It's, Crazy it's, it's the first time. video on YouTube. Okay. Reporter has stroke on live TV. <sighs> you ready? <laughs> you ready, dude? Man, I read this uh, crazy post <laughs> on Facebook. I think that's going to be a new segment. Okay. Crazy times. And we'll talk about some weird ass we're gonna, shit. Going we're going to work on that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, okay. Anyway, Zach Brown, my buddy, posted hot topic loaf roost shoots for geese. Loaf slash roost shoots. Uh, I've heard a lot of talk going around stating you hunted the roost, just, you know, and you screwed over so-and-so who was hunting the feed and, you know, all these different things. And he sort of says, you know, I care about, you know, our clients. I care about being a great hunter, but, you know, their success is up to them. If you've got them, burn them. Enjoy it and have fun because that is, in fact, how God intended for us to enjoy it. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
And then, you know, he just, he basically goes on to say that at some times, you know, they hunt the roost. And sure. he's like, you know, if you're out there and you haven't hunted the roost, like you're lying. Obviously a hot topic. Yeah. Obviously. What is your thought on this? You know, why don't you go first? Okay. Because um, we're going to differ. You think I so? guarantee it. Yep. Yeah. I think for me, I'm not really going to be like, yes, let's shoot the roost. Mm-hmm. I would actively not shoot the roost. Okay. Okay, let's put it that way. I would actively not shoot Why? the roost. Why? Because I'm sure there's some newer hunters on here who don't understand yeah. why you shouldn't shoot well, the roost. Well, okay. Why you shouldn't shoot the roost is because birds are in your area because they have mainly two things, food source and a place to rest. Okay. Kay. So when you take away places for them to rest... They will obviously find other places to rest if they're available to them, which most of the time they are in most areas. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're in an area that's only holding a few thousand birds or something and you burn a couple of the spots that they know that they can rest at, you're putting yourself in a position to ask those birds if it's really worth being here, in my mind. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that if you shoot a roost... You're not going to have birds come back next year and that you're going to lose all your birds. I'm just simply <laughs> saying that there is sort of this unwritten code in a way that you also care about the bird and you want them to be hunted in a field where they're, you know, essentially going to feed. Sure. Because it's not a place of refuge. They are going to that field fully expecting that they are out there for predators to possibly you know, interact with them. Like they know that that could happen. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So to summarize that. Yeah. If, if you are in your house mm -hmm. and some guy comes in there and tries to shoot you. Yeah. You're going to be like, is this place safe? And you're going to say yes or no. Some will say yes. A lot of them will say no. And they will leave that spot. So what happens is if you shoot up the roost and they've been there for a while they're not going to want to come back there, and sometimes they'll move far away because they feel very pressured. So if you shoot the roost, you're probably going to move those birds, and it's going to make them harder to find where they're sleeping, feeding, all that shit. Mm -hmm. And so you're just making it harder on yourself, essentially, yeah. is what shooting the roost is. Yeah, I think another thing is if you're shooting them on the roost and somebody found a way to get permission on the X, I mean... Are you fucking that guy over? Like, 100%. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, Zach posted in there, you know, that, like, this has happened, and people feel like, you know, if he shoots the roost, then he's fucked them over, and people get upset. And, you know, a lot of the time he said, and, you know, I talked to him about it, and he's like, well, I've let people know, like, I'm going to go and hunt this, you know, this or that. Um, and there's different reasons and situations. Like, I, I know that Zach is not the hunter that's out there, like, actively shooting roost. Like, I don't think this is, like, his M.O., He's just bringing up the topic of, like, all these people are out there and they're God. You know, they're mm. waterfall God. They've never, ever shot a roost. They've never shot a, you know, a bird that was taking refuge or, sure. you know, whatever it is. And his point in a way, too, was a lot of the, like, spots you're hunting ducks for on water are roosts. You know, like, they're not, not, ducks don't necessarily roost the same way that geese do, you know, in an area. Okay. So 
anyway, the point I think he was trying to make is like people do shoot the roost. Like it's not you don't have to pretend like you don't. Like people mm-hmm. have shot it before. Yeah. Oh, give me your opinion on this whole thing though. You know, and it I feel like it does differ for ducks and geese, like you were saying. Uh for geese, I'm gonna do everything in my power not to shoot that roost. Just yeah. because especially here in Minnesota, like we're turning into a flyover state period and so if you bump the geese off of where they feel safe that's less opportunities to hunt them in the future however if that's your only option and say you have paying clients you want to make sure that they shoot birds you know it is what it is i've absolutely shot a roost before and it's fun it's a really good time dude yeah you're gonna bang them up now if you're going in there at sunrise and trying to jump shoot them it's like okay you know you're just bloodthirsty but if you if you wait for them to leave the roost, you go in there at like 9 a.m. and treat it as a loaf and you're gone before 11 before they go back there and sleep there at night, you know, probably doing it the right way. And that's probably the best option. And I've done that a lot and I have success doing that, you know, just depends on when you do it and yeah. how you do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, ducks, you can definitely get away with it. Geese, it's a little bit harder if you want to have more than one day. Last day of season, obviously, go bang it up. You know, they're not going to remember that next year. Think about how many pockets of water they see right a year, right. you know. How could you remember? So, anyway, in summation of roost hunting, I think it is okay. I just think situationally. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not hunting with that guy because he's hunting the roost, you know. Yeah. I get it. I mean, if it's up to me, I'm avoiding shooting the roost at all costs. Mm-hmm. I do think, like you said, there's a couple times where you're just like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. So last year, this, you know, last day of the season, especially to, um, I mean, Dusty Brown commented on here. Oh, yes. And it's a pretty, so it's, it's not like a big, crazy comment. He just says, I've shot some water in my 20 plus years guiding. In the earlier years, I had zero regrets pile up the bodies. But as an old-timer now, that's not the case. It's far less damaging to an area with lots of water or in a migratory situation like potholes, sloughs, Canada when birds are coming through and going. Mm -hmm. Doing it with any kind of regularity in a dry wintering area will absolutely, without a doubt, shatter (laughs) a population of birds. So let me stop you right there. Yep. Dry wintering area? Mm Mm-hmm. That's not Minnesota. No, I know that. I know that. I get that. Yep. If you're, but like when I said our roost, I mean, Cal, when was the last time you saw a roost other than Fergus or Rochester right, right. that has anything over 5,000 on no. it? No. In Minnesota. Very rare. Very rare. Very rare. Now, if someone were like, hey, man, there's 250,000 ducks here, let's shoot it the next three days. I'm be like, oh, yeah. You, is that your plan? Yeah. Is that your plan? You know, I will question it. So, sorry, continue. Wintering ground. Anyway, and then he says, sometimes it'll ruin an entire county. Totally taboo in my opinion. So in places like West Texas, it's a hard no. I've shot some water on season-ending type hunts. I still cringe because I know firsthand how it's detrimental to the area. Running in the Texas Panhandle my entire career, we can tell when Kanslahoma starts shooting lots of water. No cold fronts, <laughs> but lots of migrators. Mm. And so, I don't know, that was an interesting comment. There's some that's wild a, that's comments a lot on here, insight. by the way. That's a lot of insight on that, Dusty. It is, right? We should probably get Dusty on the we podcast. We should definitely get Dusty on the podcast. But, I've followed him for years. Um, yeah, I thought that was like probably the the best response on there. It's a great response. Like, I totally respect Zach. I respect all these guides, you know, and there's other people that have commented on here, guides and people. Wade Walling commented on here, and people have said like, well, 
you know, it happens. You know, like it's people do do that. And it's mm-hmm. not like it's a, the worst thing in the world. But a lot of people have just made the point that like if you don't have to, obviously you don't want to. Which yeah. I don't think that his point was that he has to or, you know, has to or doesn't have to. Yeah. So there's some, there are some <laughs> wild comments on here. So this dude, Matt Neal, posts and said. I shouldn't say the name then. Oh, really? Or actually it's. He didn't do like it. It's if, not like that. You'll you'll hear. Oh, okay. So, Zach Brown said one thing that really hit home with me, in quotations, no other options for clients that have paid. Okay? Because Zach talks about being a guide, and, like, sometimes you feel like there's nothing. You know, like, you right. have a, you have a roost. Everyone's been there. Of course. He goes, as a guide, your job is to give your clients the best opportunity you can to put birds in front of them so they can kill birds. And he says, which is worse to you? And he tags Hunter Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Taking 20 paying clients on a banger roost shoot or taking 20 paying clients to shoot two geese, not taking them on an afternoon hunt, and then taking them to hunt at the lodge where no one has seen a duck for two days for their final morning. Unfortunately, I'm not asking for a friend. Oof. Yikes, dude. And Shots fired. Bro, then Hunter responds. And oh, no. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'd prefer taking them to hunt ducks in a pond, wetland, sheet water, whatever they may be somewhere. There's always options to give your clients an awesome hunt without blowing a giant roost. That roost is feeding your feeds or someone else's feeds. If there's any, if there's not any other option but a roost, you have some issues in the scouting department. Second, we don't run 20 clients in a group. There's absolutely always options. And then it gets fucking wild. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, because Matt Neal comments back and says, I really don't like being slapped in the face, but I really don't like someone that slapped me in my face acting all high and mighty on Facebook after they've slapped me in my face. Says, you want to talk about ethics, morals, doing things the right way. We hunted with foul coal and yourself, 1221. Basically goes on to say that he ends up in a 20-client group shooting with two guides in the blind. Plus two guides in a blind shooting in their, literally in their backyard in a slough they have on their property, like behind the lodge where there's, they hadn't seen a duck in days. Oh no. Like, (laughs) dude, just so That's so feisty. It's so feisty. It's it's pretty wild. Anyway, dude, the there's po- some fucking drama bro, in this industry. People, bro. man, are just it's incredible. So was that guy a client of his? Is that what he was Yeah, like Hunter Riley works at Falco. Oh. Okay. And they bang him up, dude. Dude. They bang him up at Falco. Yeah, they do. I mean, that but just says not all the time. Just like everywhere else. It's hunting. It is hunting. However, I think that the frustration he was expressing was that they have a if that's the problem because Hunter Raleigh is the one that was commenting saying that if you ha- if you have no other options that oh shit then you have a problem in your scouting department oh damn so he was just and, shooting shots oh yeah that's when he was like okay here we go and it's wild you know but anyway man I don't know it's just it's such it's an interesting topic and people get so fired up and it's incredible Joey like I don't get how people. They hate each other, man. And there's so much drama in this industry. Like, dude, we shoot ducks, bro. Yeah, we shoot birds. We shoot birds. Dude, you know there's less than a million people that bought a waterfowl stamp last year in the United States? Yeah. Less than a million waterfowl stamps sold. 
And some of those are just for conservation purposes. Yeah, a we lot have, of them are. We yeah. have probably in the like community of people that's buying a waterfall stamp that hunts and is talking to each other on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, we have less than probably a quarter of a million people. N- no, yeah. I don't think there's that many people just buying stamps, bro. Bro, I would say, no, my point is, okay, let's say that like 800,000 of the million people are buying the stamp to actually hunt waterfall. I think it's way more than that. You even, think so? Dude. I bet you there's no more than 10,000 bird watchers in the United States, in the okay. world, that are I, buying a duck there's stamp. No, I bet there's more bird watchers in this country than there are that buy a hunters. duck stamp. I don't know. Anyway, I, I think you're my, wrong. But my only point in this was right that obviously all the old people, like some of these older folks, aren't using this platform. Sure. Some people don't really actively use social media in yeah, general. Right? Yeah. You know how many guys do I know that hunt that like. <coughs> You look at their Instagram, you can't even know it's theirs. It's just their dog and their wife. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'm like... Yeah, in a car. Exactly, man. Like A shitty car. Yeah. Yeah. Took out the old Dodge <laughs> today. And you're like, okay. You know, like, yeah. That's, there's not even a single like on it from 2017. For sure, yeah. There's yeah, like yeah, yeah. eight likes. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, how many people are like that that bought a waterfall stamp? So the, the number of people that's actively on social media, okay? Yes, okay. And the fact that that's, that number is so small... And what number do you think that is? How many people, <laughs> you know, like we we're like mad at each other all the time. Like, man, dude, if not for social media, I legitimately think every year that I have duck hunting, I'd be like incredible year. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if you have one crazy hunt that year before all this TV, YouTube, social media, everything. Yeah. You have one crazy hunt. Like you guys shoot one band. You don't know that they shoot freaking neck collars every day and, you know, wherever. You don't know that they shoot bands every day. And to you, man, you're like, and people ask you, how was your hunt? Fucking unreal. Right. Unreal. <laughs> I went twice. Unbelievable. It was bud. so sick. Unbelievable. <laughs> went every weekend almost, shot a band, shot one band. Hell yeah. You know, and you'd be like pumped. Oh yeah. So stupid. Dude, when I what first time. when I first got back into waterfowl, it was well before people were putting it on fucking Facebook for sure. Yeah. So I was twenty, so that was like six, eight years ago. Four years ago. Shut the <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> ten minutes ago. Oh, I have aged so much while doing so this podcast. Fast. Yeah. Um <laughs> Unreal. So when I was 20, I didn't see any dead bird pictures on Facebook. And like yeah. I was a, like I, dude, I was looking on social yeah. media. I was looking for You were it. hunting a lot. I was hunting a lot yeah. when I was 20. That's when we were living together. Yep. You know, and then I got that boat and then it was game over. It was game over after oh, yeah. I got the boat. But <clears throat> um, point is what I'm getting at is like I, I just have so much fun going out duck hunting. You know, I didn't even realize that a 10 man limit was a thing. You know, I didn't know that was something you wanted to achieve. Like, we went out there, we shot our ducks, had a shitload of fun. You know, now, definitely change. Dude, you know what's so annoying to me, too, is that now you, like, get together with buddies, and I think the the thing that social media has also done is it makes those moments that seem, like, so cool when you're in them, they make it out to be, like, maybe that wasn't as cool of a moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you see every incredible moment now, you know, like you see these amazing things that happen and to you now, your level of what is truly amazing or what's so, 
you know, crazy, attain, you know, unattainable or something is this insane thing that someone else has had happen to them, mm -hmm. you know? But like now, now if I sit down with you and the thing that's been so cool in the last two years of me hunting, this is all hypothetical, is that these pintails lately have been, you know, using this small lake that I found that's near me and I shot three last year. Right. And that's the thing that I would sit down and be like, dude, last year I shot three pintails, Joe, and I did it again, you know, this past season. And you wouldn't believe they come right into the same spot. And like, I would tell you about that and you would be interested in listening to me talk about it yeah, because of my experience. But well, I now I still am, but, but now because <clears throat> I seen that shooting six pintails in the last years, just isn't that cool. Yeah. I might not even bring it up to you. Yeah. So now you're sitting down with other people and instead of them telling you these stories that are whatever, now we're just like, you know, we have less to talk about. Yeah. It's no, just so crazy. It turns into quite the dick measuring contest unintentionally, actually. Yeah. Like I, I've never thought like, yeah, I'm going to, oh, I think I'm a better duck hunter than him. So I'm going to tell him about the time that I shot 12 man limit and he only shot a six man limit, you know? But like, what's interesting is now I'm going back to that nowadays and uh, one of my favorite things to tell people, especially people who don't duck hunt a lot and like certain birds or bucket bucket list, um, Goldeneye, Common Goldeneye is actually pretty big bucket list for a lot of people. Gavin, our friend being oh, one yeah. of them, yeah, you know, and I think it's so cool that I can go to a lake that's not far from me and go out there and shoot them. Like that's yep. so fucking cool to me. And so many people don't shoot Goldeneyes. So like, yeah. it's just like, a, even then it's kind of a dick measuring contest. It's like, oh man. Like, you shoot golden eyes? Yeah. No, right. I, I, I can go, like, 15 minutes from my house and go and shoot a limit if I wanted right. to, you know? But, like, that's a cool part. It's not like, I shoot right. more Right, that's birds the flip than, side. That's I, the I shoot, fun side. I shoot more you know, birds than is, you. You also know when you are shooting golden eye that that's, an, that's a cool thing. Yeah. No, I do treasure that. And it's a bonus duck, dude. So who gives right. a shit? No, it's cool, man. What I tell people that don't really know anything about waterfall hunting <laughs> what do I tell people oh about waterfowl hunting? <laughs> Reginald, get my bubbly immediately. Dude, I'm like talking and Joey's giving me the monocle. The one-eyed monocle. Unbelievable. Oh just, my gosh. You took me back to that scene sure. in Ace Ventura when oh. the Monopoly man comes down the stairs. Dude. He's just chastising Jim. Oh my god. <laughs> you know the best thing is, man? I, w I what I was gonna say, I don't even care about that anymore. <laughs> it's over, dude. <laughs> it's done, man. Like we've moved on. Things have progressed. It's the past, bro. okay? It's in the past, man. All right. Here's the other thing though. You you put up a TikTok recently. I did. Can you tell me about that? Dude, I put up a, a TikTok. I was just thinking because there's so many things I would change in our industry. Like gear wise, yeah, right? Yeah. So just like our gear list podcast where we talked about what products we do and don't like what, you know, this is just like kind of following on to that because my hands and my toes get so fucking cold out in the field. Like it's, it's gotten worse as it's I've gotten older and I'm just like, Hey man, like how has someone not come up with a thin waterproof glove that you have your dexterity to shoot and doesn't muffle your call? You know, it doesn't feel like you're wearing a glove, you know? Just has, like, thin wires going through it. Put that bitch on low, and you're good all day, right? You're not going to sweat, and you're also not going to freeze. Why do we not have that yet today? And I'm thinking, as I was working outside, because my hands were literally 
dying. It's the middle of February at the or it's the end of February at that point. And I'm touching aluminum softening. I was outside for 15 minutes and my mm-hmm. fingers wanted to fall off. And I'm yeah. just like, damn, dude, why is this not invented yet? So I got to thinking, what else is there out there? <clears throat> and I got some unbelievable comments. That's cool. And I was going to ask you, what, did anyone like tell you about a product for like a glove or a sock or anything? No. Really? Oh, 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 oh you mean like in the comments yeah, where yeah. they're like, oh, do yeah. this, do that. The most interesting one yeah. that I found, surgical gloves, like sterile nitrile like gloves. Latex gloves? Latex gloves that doctors use, like yeah. the pink or purple or yeah. uh, green or purple. Put that under your thin gloves and it retains all your body heat, doesn't sweat, and it keeps your hands warm. And then you just slide a, a little glove over the top. It's waterproof and whatever. And I thought that was really interesting. And yeah. I could see that working in a field. You know, but it would still feel weird to me. I'm one of those guys that, like, even wearing a wedding ring right now is still just weird as shit to me. Like, I don't like having things on my hands. Yeah. It doesn't feel like my hand. Totally. Stranger. the only thing... Yeah, the stranger. The stranger, dude. That's what it is, bro. There are children listening to this podcast, Cal. How dare you? (laughs) Unbelievable. But, uh... And the only thing that I see wrong with that is water hunting. Yeah, for sure. Nitro glow. Not ideal. Because once that bitch gets wet... It's going to feel heavy, and it's not going to feel like um, your actual fingers. Yeah, but bro, you know what else is a problem? Uh-oh. Having electrically heated <laughs> gloves right. when you're water hunting. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. And then another one was uh, Milwaukee gloves. Apparently, Milwaukee, you can put an M12 in your jacket or yep. something, yep. and it, it'll heat your gloves. Um, again, not waterproof. No, not a good, not a good idea for waterproofment. No, so... Maybe you put a surgical glove over those and let her buck. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, know. I think the more important factor on that end is going to be how long it takes for your body to lose most of the feeling in <laughs> your appendages. Because I work with some carpenters, dude, that I'm, I'm not joking. Like, I'm not kidding you. They don't have any feeling in their hands and their toes. Oh, like they don't. Like just meaning they're out there all day in the cold? Oh, or yeah. They, or they say, dude, I have I no framed, feeling. Oh, no, no. They're just out there all day. I'm with this guy, Rick. Oh, God. His name's Rick. Rick, Okay, we're on a good start. Change it. Hey, this guy, he lights one cigarette with a a lighter (laughs) and then smokes all day. Doesn't pull out his lighter again. Nope. Doesn't touch the lighter (laughs) one more time. (laughs) Just burning them down. Rick, for lunch, all Rick eats is a sandwich. That's it. And a Coca-Cola. Oh, is it a diet Coca-Cola, though? Because he sounds like a diet guy. Nope. Really? Full flavor, dude. Really? This guy rocks mustache only. (laughs) Negative 12 degrees. I shit you not when I fucking say this shit. Negative 12 degrees. Rick. Rick is out there. Crew neck sweatshirt. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Crew neck sweatshirt. Flannel. (laughs) Jeans. Uninsulated. Regular mock toe. Work boots. Oh my god, bro. A hat. Not a beanie, dude. Are you watching videos no, while no, I'm no, talking? No. Hey. No. He's <laughs> he's wearing a cap. A ball cap? It's negative twelve. A ball cap, not a beanie. And no gloves. Oh. Yep. No gloves. Dude. <laughs> negative twelve, bro. <laughs> and I'm just like, what's happening? Ugh. How are you how are you living? <clears throat> you know, don't you have frostbite? honestly at this point i thought that if i got frostbite in the past that i'd be okay in the future because i just i would have nerve damage don't feel it Mm -hmm. 
And I'm pretty sure it's the exact opposite. Perfect. You can get it easier. Well, no, it's not a matter of getting frostbite. My hands get way colder way faster mm. because when I was 21, 22, shoveling roofs every winter, and we got a lot of snow. Now, mind you, when you're shoveling these roofs, it's either so frigid cold, like negative 15, and you have condensation raining in their attic, so you need to get the snow off so that the condensation can seep through. So you're out there and really cold. Yeah. Or everything's thawing and all that water's running and people's units are leaking. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, shit. We need to get these, sh- like, roofs shoveled. There's 18 units leaking. You know? Get them done. Get them done. So when it's, when it's doing that, that shit is cold still because you're just constantly getting soaking wet. Yeah. And I was constantly cold and wet for three winters in a row. Yeah. And I think that's what did my hands in. You really think so? I really think so because I was just, no. I feel like... Because I was just constantly so cold. And you can ask Noah sometime outside of the podcast. Like, dude, that one winter, him and I did it, was so bad. Like, it was 34 in the day. And just as the sun starts going down, it's just like, ow. It's negative 10 out of nowhere. It was so fucking bad. So I really want some heated gloves, dude. Some thin heated gloves that are waterproof. What were some of the other comments you got? Dude, here, here is, I think, is the winning comment. There's a lot of people who are like, give me an option for the heated gloves and all that. Um, one guy, this got 94 likes. An app that actually gives the phone numbers of landowners instead of four numbers that are disconnected with a laughing face, you know. And there's like 24 comments underneath it of like, oh, use this website, use that website. But like, I didn't know three of these websites. I'm like, holy shit, that's a really good deal. That's crazy. You know, that's a really good deal. Um, we need advanced cold fronts where the ducks actually come south like they used to. <laughs> sure, advanced cold fronts. I like that. <laughs> that one got a bunch of likes, too. Nice. Um, and then there was about 40 of these. Um, super crazy idea, but hear me out. Waiters that don't leak, you know? <laughs> like, let's just get a, a foolproof waiter. Right. And I can agree with that. Holy shit, huh? To my core, I can totally agree with that. And then there was a lot of ones that people didn't know what products were out there, like an extendable um, Lucky Duck pull. Or like a mo- everyone was talking about mojos and Lucky Ducks, and they're like, I need one that can go to the right depth. Hey, man, those have been out for years, like so many years. Right. First of all, buy more poles or find a telescoping one. You can find it at Cabela's, Bass Pro, whatever, and it hooks up to everything, you know? So a lot of people are like, holy shit, where do I buy that? And then the person would put a link. That's so insane. It was great. And then uh, here's what, here is my favorite. This is the best one, in my opinion. Um, heated slash cooled layout blinds for early and late season. Wow. Dude, could you imagine if there was a layout blind that was windproof? No shit. It was windproof. And then also, you had a, a heater you can put in there. Like, like, whatever. But here's what's even better, Cal. Some guy commented, this is the best thing I've ever heard, and it, it will work, no doubt. I'm doing this next year. Okay. Um, I went to a truck stop and bought a 12-volt heated blanket and a 12-volt SIG adapter with the alligator clips and put the battery behind my headrest. So this dude has been sitting in a layout blind with a fucking heated blanket over his body. Oh, my God. <clears throat> this whole time. <laughs> and here I am. Literally not going on hunts because I will have to be in a layout blind in negative 10 degree weather. Holy shit, Dude, that is 
so fucking clutch. Tell me that doesn't work. Oh, yeah. It retains your body heat and totally. puts it out. Dude. Unbelievable. Dude. I'm so doing that. So that's the heated part. The cooling part, you know, know. whatever. But imagine a layout blind with a freaking battery, like a DeWalt yeah, battery yeah, holder. Yeah. Put some alligator clips on it. Boom. Unreal. Dude, you're you're done. That's I'm incredible. sitting in a layout all next winter. Yeah. Just in the middle of the field, snow blind. Just yeah. going to go ham, band check like like I'm Joe Hines and have a horseshoe up my ass. Insane, dude. Unbelievable. That's why I was just like, this is why I posted this. This is exactly why I asked this question on TikTok. Is like, yeah. I knew I would learn something. I For sure. knew I would. That's killer, That's right? That's so insane. Your mind is blown. I'm like mind blown. I'm like, how have I not? And why did I not? What have I been doing? That's insane. Oh, I know. Here's another one that got a bunch of likes. Here's a thought. Waders with a snowshoe design that stay on top of muck. Probably won't work, but who knows. And then there's a couple guys who are like, um, they make these already. I'm like, what? Since when? Since when? <clears throat> he didn't answer it. And then there's a bunch of like waterproof spinning wing decoys, you know? And then I was like, uh, Lucky Duck makes that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Lucky Duck makes that and it works great because it still survived after two seasons. Yeah. And I dropped it in the water many times. That's crazy. <laughs> people are on there like learning about shit that just should have already known. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want a really good goose flag. That's a big one. feel like we still haven't figured out the goose flag situation. To be honest, I, I, really, I was really excited for Dive Bomb's goose flag. Not a fan. Really? Not a fan. Yeah, it's so wide at the base. And maybe I just have these small Jimmy Dean fat sausages for fingers. But, like, it was hard for me to grab my whole hand around the flag. Mm-hmm. And it was a square tubing of fiberglass. And as you're flapping it, I didn't feel like the wings really did, like, a motion like a normal goose flag would do. And then also, it, it took considerable more amount of energy. Really? To flap it. Yeah. So I really agree with that comment. We need a fucking indestructible goose flag. Yeah. That works and it doesn't kill your arm, you know. I'm sure there's a way you can modify the goose flag from Dive Bomb and make it shorter and put your own little golf stick in there and and then flag it, but like who wants to do that? You know, you're paying yeah. for a product that should already be the way it is. So, I don't know. There's a lot of goose flags. Um decoys should be holograms. Put them out on the water and <laughs> some guys like electronics and water don't really mix that well, but right. good thought. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Um, it it's, ain't that bad. It's so weird to me, too, that, like, it, actually, it's not. It's not that weird to me because there's so few people that do it. Mm-hmm. But, man, the, I just feel the fishing industry is so far ahead of us all the time. You're going to have to expand more. I, I, have I don't, no idea there's way more people that fish than hunt in this country. Sure. And, like, hunting, their, their media, their technology, their... All that stuff is ahead of what hunting is. Okay. You know, I just, there's, they come up with new inventions for fishing all the time. They're always like pushing the envelope, I feel like, with fishing. Like you look at like, um, I don't know, what's it, what's it called, Joey? The, the system that shows you like an actual image. Live scope. Like Pantronics or whatever it is. Okay. Whatever that is. Okay. Like, live scope is the next dude, big thing right freaking now. Freaking live scope and yeah, panatron like I don't know if it's called panatronics or what it is, but it takes you like literally shows you what you're looking at underwater. Well, it's a camera. Yeah. I mean it's just insane though. Like that's the type of stuff that they're doing with fishing. Mm-hmm. 
with hunting, we're not doing anything like that. Like, we're arguing about flags, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, we are arguing about fucking flags. Hey, you know that dude. thing that's made of nylon and a fucking stick? Yeah. That's shaped in a cross? I hate hey, that. Hey, what are we doing, bro? <laughs> like, dude, fishing has. We can see our fish in 4K before right, we even bro. throw our rig. They're fucking, they got 4K <laughs> videos of fish, and me and you are talking about we wish there was a flag that was good. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean. And that obviously goes to show that there's more money in fishing for these companies because they're spending so much more money trying to figure out the next best thing. Because, dude, hunters spend so much money on stupid-ass shit yeah. all the time. And <laughs> like, I think I think the big thing why there's so many more fishermen is because there's so many more fish, for starters. And then, two, there's so many more places to fish. And then also, if you want to just go out on a public dock and buy a $20 rod, a literal hook and a worm, you're probably going to catch a fish. Yeah, you're not buying Pantronics, though. No, you're not buying Pantronics, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, like, it's just easier to get into fishing than it is to hunt. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why there's so many more people doing it. But then also, it's like such a pastime. Everyone's fish with their grandpa if they have a grandpa, you know. Yeah. Just what you do. I mean, I just, it just blows, that's all it is. It just blows my mind that we're so far behind, it feels like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's definitely, they're definitely two different markets, but they're so closely correlated. Like, it's just the outdoors, you know? Panoptics, by the way. Panoptics, okay. Panoptics. Not sponsored by Panoptics, but. No, definitely not. Um, What do you, what's like your big thing in the hunting industry? Like, if you could invent something, Cal, regardless of money, just to make your hunting that much better, easier, more efficient, you know, like, what is it? That's really tough. Yeah, I got one. Go ahead. Dude, I want some sort of a mechanism that makes it look like there's a flock of birds landing, you know, whether it's geese or ducks. Like, picture the pole flag, right? You know, when you're at feet down, they've got that, like, 15-foot flag, and there's yep. just, like, a skirt hanging in the air. And then about 10 feet lower, they got another skirt hanging in the air. You know, it looks like two geese are gliding in on the deck. You know, like they're coming in. Why don't we have something like that for ducks where it's like multiple kites in the air? And then when the ducks are like when ducks check you out, you slowly lower the kite. You know, it looks like there's eight mallards landing in your spread. You know, I would love for that to happen because how many times have you seen ducks at night going to a feed and they're just like flying and then they see the feed like, they see a flock of ducks landing, and they fucking jones right in there, you know? I think for me, dude, that's it's a very interesting idea. Thank you. Um, I would have to hear a lot more about it. Patent pending. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> the thing that fishing has done really well that I, th- that I want waterfowl to do, I'm not really feeling like there's, in my head, crazy things that need to be invented that still haven't been invented. <clears throat> I kind of feel, though, like... How the fuck have we not made better shit yet? Yeah. That's what really gets me. <clears throat> so you what's know? what's one of the shits? I mean, for real though, a flag. Yeah. Like for real, waiters. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Is Why? it kind of like the pharmaceutical industry where it's like they want to keep you sick so that you're a, a, a customer that keeps coming back? No, I think it's because the market is so small it. for it that they're not going to invest the time and the research and development. You think so? Yeah, I do. I think it's a little bit of both. Because like fishing waiters don't capture a lot of the hunting market 
and the hunting waders don't capture a lot of the fishing market. Okay. And hunting waders just don't last as long. Fishing waders, you might have them for a long time. And it's simply just because of the conditions that you use them in. Sure. But the hunting market is so small for waders. Yeah. And that's what I think this all really boils down to is the waterfall market is not a, a market that you can capitalize in as a big company financially. It's just not. So and why put the resources towards correct. it? Correct. Why put yeah. the resources towards it? If you look at as a whole, remember when Under Armour had all that shit go down with um, the stabbing? Yeah, the, that, the, the, spear? the spear of yeah, the bear. Yeah, yeah. The spear yeah. of the bear. Okay. I forgot who that was, but. Oh, man. I don't remember either. Um, But either way, the point is they released a statement that said that of their entire business, only, I think it was 4% or less was hunting. Oh, Under Armour as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Of their whole business. And they were huge. And they are huge. They're, They're bigger now huge? than they've ever been. Really? Oh, wow. yeah. The point being, though, is that was because all these hunters came out and basically said, we'll never buy Under Armour again. Like, we don't care. You know, whatever. And Under, Under Armour said that they, they, they literally released a statement. They were just like, hey, only 4% or 2% or whatever it was of our business comes from camouflage. And there so is more than two to four percent of our <laughs> of people that buy our product that would be mad more mad at us that we didn't denounce this. Condone it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. To think and about. so that is why there's not waiters that don't leak. <laughs> it's not because they don't want to make good waiters. Of course they want to make good waiters. But they're not gonna spend millions of dollars figuring out how to make a material that is you know, both durable and waterproof and you know what I mean? Breeze. And they're not just not going to do it. I think there's like a 25% part of it that is like, you know what? If we make the best shit right now, people are going to keep buying it anyway. So like, why would we go hundred percent anyway? We want to have a paying customer. We don't want them to pay a one check one time. We want them to keep coming back. Well, and that's definitely part of the world we live in now. Right. hundred percent. Much more of a, yeah, keep the customer I mean, that's coming everything. back. Of that's course, <laughs> we could we could talk about this every week. We could just break down like a product that could be better. And honestly, dude, I got eighty in my head. Sure, that could be better. And maybe we should just say patent pending, just so that people don't steal our ideas. But we actually need to get Connor involved in this. <laughs> Let's get the most responsible, right, one, and the lawyer of the group, and just get him to go over, you know, whatever we can and can't say, and. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Slash shop, funny. guys. We're going to have shop. some... We. I'm currently wearing some of our new merch. It's pretty hot. It's naughty. It's pretty hot. If, Not you're only, on the, if you're on the email list, you'll be able to get it first. Yeah, you'll get it first. You'll get a little update saying, oops, what's so this? So go, go to our website, midwestflowers.com, and sign up for the email list. Maybe watch our uh, Instagram story and see if we're wearing a piece of it and see if you like the colors, you know? Mm -hmm. See if you like the... The different design that not a whole lot of people are doing right now with the way that the shirt is set out and how it doesn't shrink in the wash because I already got stains on it. You know, yeah. it doesn't shrink in the wash, dude. And it's a perfect that. medium for me. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Check us out in every other channel that we have. Leave us a review. We'll see you guys soon. Um, one more thing really quick.